You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Football. Yes, a little bonus episode for you guys here on this Tuesday. Purple Daily presented by Quick Trip. Uh, our guy Declan's out sick today, so if we crash this plane, then you'll know it's probably my fault. Hitting all I got all buttons. the faith in you. Got total faith. If the if part of the uh, if the door rips off like that America it was Alaskan Airlines flight then uh, yeah. just hang on hang on to your phone. Well, hey, they they got down just fine. They landed just fine. No one died. Okay. Come on, I'm very optimistic about yeah. this show. It was a little hot on that plane too. You could use some cool air coming in, you know, through that side. So uh, it's a bonus episode presented by our friends over at Federated Judd. Federated Mutual Insurance Company has been around for over a hundred years like a great offensive line for your business, helping to protect against risks on the horizon. Uh, I can tell you there was a couple teams over the weekend that could use a little more frontline protection, protecting their quarterbacks. So Federated, based in Owatonna, Minnesota, like I said, has been around for over 100 years, 1904, and uh, they just provide a great guiding hand. And if you're a new business owner, maybe you're uh, taking over a business from your family. You are a next-generation business owner. Federated would love to partner with you and have a conversation. Go to federatedinsurance.com to find out information about the industries that Federated specializes in and other resources that you can get your hands on. Federated Insurance, where it's our business, to protect yours. Um, Here's my question to you. Mm -hmm. You watched super wild card weekend games. Super. Yeah, even on Peacock. Oh, my God. What would you say you learned on behalf of the Vikings? Let's let's have let's go back yeah. and forth. I have a few things okay. I learned. I'm sure you did too. Um, what is something as you're as you're watching these games with the Vikings in mind? What is what is something you learned? Well, first of all, and it, this will dovetail into the point. First of all, January football is a different breed. It's a different thing. It's not the regular season. It is a like you can be ah. a good. You can be a good regular season team and totally unprepared for what happens in January, Dolphins, even on your home field, yeah. Dallas Cowboys, Dolphins. I mean, Dolphins, Eagles, Dolphins were miserable. The e- Well, I think the Cowboys are the best example, though, because they're at home. They got, at, you know, waxed. There was no other factor there, too. Like the Philadelphia's an epic collapse. Sirianni might get fired. The Dolphins are in, you know, playing in sub-zero temperatures. That's not an excuse, but it's a reality, right? The Dallas Cowboys are at home. They play inside. They're in front of their home fans, and they completely, I mean, they didn't even play a good game. They completely yacked. But anyway, so here's what I consider, though, to be the January recipe, okay? So we get to we get to January, and now the ingredients have changed. And I consider the football ingredients to be really the trenches in January. And let's talk about one thing in particular. And the Vikings offensive line doesn't take the brunt of this probably, so it's not fair to blame them. 
But you got to be able to pound the rock, baby. You got to be able to pound the rock. You might be the greatest show on turf in October and November, but when you get to this time, and I don't care if you're indoors or outdoors, when you get to this time, you got to pound the rock. And so I went and looked at a team that didn't that didn't really attempt. And I'm talking about attempt. So I'm not talking about, oh, it's super successful or it's super bad. I'm talking about having the patience, because the run game takes patience, the intestinal fortitude, it takes strength, and the willingness. That tree run. doesn't fall after the first chop. Let's just put yeah, it that way. Exactly. Well put. Okay, so let me give you Exhibit A. And it's not off of just one game because they played in frigid conditions, but it's the Buffalo Bills, okay? So the Buffalo Bills a year ago, they were seventh in rushing, so not bad in the entire league during the regular season, 139.5 yards per game. But you know what they were? They were 20th in rushing attempts at 430. Devin Singletary had 177. Josh Allen, not surprisingly, 124. That mm -hmm. led them, okay? But keep in mind, so the number here is 20th in rushing attempts. Really not committed to it completely, right? This year, they also were seventh. The total actually per game dipped from 139.5 to 130.1. But you know what increased to fifth in the National Football League? Attempts. 512. So and there they was had, a lot more like after they fired their offensive coordinator, I feel like yep. they leaned into James Cook even more, right? James Cook, James Cook, 237 carries. Allen actually went from 124 to 111. But the point is the Buffalo Bills said, you know what? We're not prepared for playoff football because we're not married to the run game enough. The Vikings, conversely, a year ago, 404 rushing attempts, which tied the Chargers a year ago for 28th. This year, also 28th, but they dipped by 11 to 393. Yeah. So what I learned is it doesn't have to be a dynamic. It doesn't have to be sexy because the run game's really not. But you got to be committed to playing in January before January comes. The Vikings are too soft for playoff football. Is that is that's a fair statement, right? They mm -hmm. and to your point, and the the Browns got their asses kicked against the the Texans. So you know, use this example with a grain of salt. But the Browns kept winning with four quarterbacks. I know Joe Flacco was throwing for three hundred plus yards on average over those last five games, but they still attempted to run the ball so they could set up play action. In fact, I want to say that like sixty percent of Joe Flacco's passing yards were off play action passes. Yep, And it wasn't necessarily because they were running the ball for 200 yards a game and like, oh, my God, the defense is. But I, I don't know how much you even have to respect the Vikings running game because right. of lack of attempts. Like, you know that mathematically they're going to throw the football in most situations. Right. So, yeah, I know Declan went over some of the numbers. Like, when the Vikings do try to run the ball on second and short, third and short, they're wildly successful. They convert at a pretty high percentage, but they just don't attempt many. Now, we complained about the opposite when Mike Zimmer was around three years ago, so I want to be mindful of that, that, man, all the Vikings do is run the ball in those situations, even on, like, second and long. Let's run the ball, run the ball. But we've gone so far the other way. So I'm with you. I don't. I can't, it's hard to envision the Vikings, especially going on the road against some of these playoff teams. Yeah. And are they going to go and impose their will on a team, or is it going to have to be up to Kirk Cousins dropping back 40 times 
which by the way does work often for the Vikings. Like they have a lot of games where they it's 38 pass attempts, it's 40 pass attempts for Cousins and they put up enough points and whatever, but they the Vikings have kind of one way to beat you and it's the the passing game is on fire and they're going to put up 27 points and the defense does enough. They don't really have the other way to beat you, which is okay. Today's the day we're going to run the ball 32 times for uh, right. for 215 yards right down your soul. And that's O'Connell. Like that. That's a that's a fundamental belief um, in what they can and can't do, and what what he wants to do. And I get that. Okay. And passing's fun, and big chunk plays are great. But you got to set those up. I feel like there's not a patience there. And the reality is, this team is not going to maximize itself offensively until there is a run game um, that is married. That's the problem. Zimmer divorced the run from the pass. O'Connell has divorced the pass from the run. They can't be divorced. Yeah, They have to be a couple. They have to be happily married. And if you have that, then you have deception. Then you have concern about who's going where and what. And O'Connell's default was like, okay, screw it. We'll just pass the ball, which, which is why I think that, Phil, I think that one of the reasons why Alexander Madison got such a, no pun intended, such a pass, like he kept starting and he kept playing, was because Kevin did not see the run game as that fundamentally important. Yeah. And so that and that's get, my biggest complaint from this And this weekend. is where, like, I get that the analytics, and the Vikings are a very analytically friendly front office now with Quasi, and they have a large analytics department, so they are leaning on some of this stuff. Analytics will tell you that passing the ball is going to be the best way to chunk yards. I mean, even just some of the basic stats, the average pass attempt in the NFL is more yards than the average rushing attempt. Sure. So like when your quarterback is averaging seven and a half or eight yards per pass attempt or nine in the case of the 49ers, the 49ers are a great example. Brock Purdy, I think averages, let me pull this up, like nine yards per pass attempt. Mm -hmm. And you know, like Christian McCaffrey's awesome. One of the best running backs of the modern era, but he's like five yards a carry. So if, and let me, let me just verify this Brock Purdy Oh, my God, 9.6 yards per attempt. Great example. Mm -hmm. So led the NFL in yards per attempt. You might say, well, wait a second. We average almost 10 yards per pass attempt. And when our best running back runs the ball, we average like five yards per rush. We should pass the ball more. And analytically, that might be a more a more sound way to structure your offense. But there's also, as like Alex Boone has told us on a regular basis, there's a human element of whether it's tricking the defense on play action or whether it's just making them feel pain for three hours, having to fight through blocks and zone waves of 300 pound bodies, right? Like at the end of a game, if a team like the Eagles who flamed out, but before the Eagles flamed out, they had a drive against the Vikings where they ran the ball 13 times on one drive. Yep. And it was a soul snatching drive. You're telling me that from a human perspective, like that that's not emotionally and physically draining on you as a defense. The Vikings offense does not physically and emotionally drain anyone. It doesn't mean they're not successful sometimes. It doesn't mean that they don't move the ball. But I love that observation from you. Let me give you one of my own here, okay? I have at least two or three right now. If we're being objective and honest here, take away emotion, take away your hatred for the Packers, your hatred for the Lions... Mm -hmm. Take away what you saw in that first Vikings Packers matchup from October. Mm -hmm. The Lions and the Packers 
have officially passed the Vikings by. And I would be worried about the gap between these teams widening even more. And by the way, the Bears, the Bears had the same record as the Vikings, right? Weren't they both 7-10 and 10 and the Vikings yep, had yep. the tiebreaker? Yep. So the Bears have caught the Vikings, and they might go through. They, they've got a couple of top 10 picks this year. They've got cap oh. space. Yeah. And they might and upgrade their, their quarterback. Look at their run defense and running game. So, it's, like, to what yeah. I'm talking about, they are they are coming. And, like, the Lions, the, the roster's loaded. Jared Goff is, as I've said for a couple years on this show, extremely underrated. They're very well coached, despite the fact that people, and we uh, us included, make fun of Dan Campbell. Uh, the Packers, I've heard this from a lot of Vikings fans. If Kirk had stayed healthy, the division would have been different. Well, okay, if Kirk stays healthy, the Vikings won seven games. If Kirk stays healthy, do they for sure win, like, two or three more games? Objectively. People act like I don't know. Yeah, Kirk Cousins know. is the second coming of Patrick Mahomes or something. And I, I mean, I think they win a game or two extra, but I don't know that they get in the playoffs officially. And anything that you want to use in that first Packers Vikings game, again, from October against the Packers, we can hang a banner if we want here for, but wait a second, the Vikings beat the Niners and the Packers in October or November or whatever it was, right? No one cares. It's January. Teams evolve. Teams get better. Teams stay healthy. And the Vikings didn't. So, And Kirk got hurt. Like, it's a reality. We can play the if game all we want, but now he's a 36-year-old with a torn Achilles trying to come back. And the Packers have their third straight franchise quarterback who's looked incredible since, like, the middle of November. So if we're being objective, those teams are really, really dangerous teams in this division going forward. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom. And it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Okay, so let's play this out. Let's play this hypothetical if Kirk does not, uh, if his Achilles does not burst, they go to the playoffs, this is a different season. Okay, so here's my scenario. Answer me this. Riddle me this one. Vikings make the playoffs. They are the seventh seed. They are exactly what the Packers are, okay? they. In fact, the Packers go out, the Vikings go in. Now, I know Dallas is a bunch of choking pigs, but the Vikings with what we just talked about, which is a soft team, they are soft, and they will be softer in January. Do, do Kirk and the Vikings beat the Cowboys with, in by Dallas. the way, the Packers with with the Packers ga- game plan, which was to punch the Cowboys in the face repeatedly? Mm-hmm. No, the answer is no. Yeah. So okay, good. You made the playoffs again. It might and now you're out in the first keeps round. Keeps his job probably because they beat and, the Vikings in the first. But round. But you're yeah, done in the first true. round for a second consecutive year. So that's my thing. Is like yeah. like there's this notion now. Well, the Vikings would have done what the Packers did. No, they wouldn't have. Look at these teams. Look at what Green Bay. Green Bay, I've got the note right here. Ran the ball 33 times for 143 yards. Forget Jordan Love's great day. Okay? You're telling me Alexander Madison, Ty Chandler with Kevin O'Connell calling plays is going to devote 33 runs for 143 yards? What are you smoking? Yeah, no, you're right. I think you're right. I'm sorry, but I I just get so tired of this revisionist. Well, it all would have been different. No, they might have made the playoffs. But the goal of everything, including this show, is not to make the playoffs. It's to win in the playoffs. Yeah, we yeah, we, lo- we love hanging banners. I've seen so much of this from Vikings fans, and I'm probably spending too much time on social media. 
well, we beat the we, we beat we the Packers are. and we beat the Niners. First of all, you beat the Niners without Trent Williams and Debo Samuel. So Correct. a little bit of a different game. Now the Vikings didn't have Justin Jefferson, but you know, it, it guys get hurt. Kirk got hurt, and now it doesn't. By the way, it doesn't matter what would have or could have happened. It's over. Like the season's right. over. Kirk got hurt. It's you have to evaluate now going forward off of your your current reality. By the way, on Jordan Love, yep. Since that Vikings game. So they got beat 24-10. Uh, I'm going to go actually since the Chargers game two weeks later because he had kind of a dud against Pittsburgh. They lost the game against Pittsburgh. And then the light bulb went on, as it does oftentimes for young quarterbacks who are like finally getting 8-10 starts into their career, right? Since the middle of November, Jordan Love is completing 70% of his passes. He has 21 touchdowns, one interception, and he's averaging nine yards per attempt. Yeah, it's I, to, I tweeted I was totally totally wrong. It's nuts. I tweeted dude. that. I know. No. And you're just gonna run it back. We're just gonna run well, it back. These teams are ascending. They're dynamic. Right. They're loaded with young talent. They're well coached. Yeah, and like you just said, especially if they change QBs and get this right, the Bears are coming. You know yeah. they're. That's the rebuild thing again, right? Blow it up, but it's going to take five years. Ryan Poles blew it up a year ago, or now two years ago, two seasons, right? Okay. Can I give you off that what you just said? Another thing I learned, because I I think you're yeah. we're going on the same path here. The the Bears, like you're right. The Bears literally said, let's 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 strip it down to the studs and nuke everything. And it looked really bad the first half of this year, but now the like the Bears kind of got hot toward the end. But let's put the Bears off of the side. Because the Bears weren't like move it. The Bears didn't have a big organizational decision to move off of an established high end quarterback, right? I wish, yeah. They've they've never had that problem. No, they'd like to have that problem. Sid Luckman is getting a little old. Yeah. Oh man, it's going to be a tough decision. Seventy years ago, right? But the the other thing I learned watching these games this weekend is people need to stop fearing life after Kirk Cousins around here. The amount of the amount of Vikings discussion about the future that's just coded in fear bothers me to my core. It's that Christian Ponder post-traumatic stress syndrome. Let's take three teams from the weekend, Judley. The Lions moved off Matthew Stafford three years ago. The Lions, like Matthew Stafford is the basically Barry Sanders, Matthew Stafford, and Calvin Johnson, are like the three only good things that franchise has had since the 50s. And that's not an exaggeration. Since the 1950s, Matthew Stafford's one of the yeah. three best things they've had. There's yeah, a couple defensive players here and there, and they said, "God, we're failing him. We, keep, you know, we've had a couple competitive seasons, but we're just like we keep hitting a glass ceiling, or we're just garbage, and so we can't afford to have him. Our roster's too eroded, so we're just gonna let's trade him for draft capital, and it worked really well for the Rams because they won a Super Bowl. The Lions moved off Matthew Stafford. They were." Bad for one year. Last year, second year after Stafford, they come back. I think they won, what, nine games? They almost made the playoffs. And got off to a terrible start, which, which yep. is sort of what the Bears did, right? Yep. But they, they figured start, it out last bang. year. They carried it over, yep. and now they won. their. They won it. So, so basically, yep. two years after they made that decision, they were fine, and now mm -hmm. they're one of the best teams in the NFL. Okay? Mm -hmm. The Packers moved off Aaron Rodgers, one of the six or seven greatest quarterbacks of all time, and they got beat better the next year judd they literally moved off aaron Rodgers and got better the next year now of course like they had a plan they had jordan love sitting behind aaron Rodgers, which i know that would be be great if the vikings had a plan too tampa bay buccaneers no one talks about this one for some reason 
The Tampa Bay Buccaneers moved off the greatest quarterback of all time, and they won their Super Bowl with him a few years ago. And he wasn't the same version of himself, and the team had kind of eroded. But they moved off Tom Brady. And the mm-hmm. next season, they got better with Baker Mayfield. And no right. one's saying that Baker Mayfield's like a 10-year solution, but this idea that, oh, if you move off Rodgers or Brady or Stafford, oh, my God, you're going to go into franchise purgatory. It's going to be garbage. All of them got better. Like, right. the Lions were the only team that had to take a one-year right. timeout. So stop right. stop well, being afraid. And to expand on, on that, because, yes, the draft is the draft can be a – roll of the dice, and it can be dangerous, and we've seen the pitfalls, but guess what? The Texans got their pick right, and C.J. Stroud looks damn good, and they won a playoff game now. So that, But yeah, that's the whole thing is this, I've begun to detest the word rebuild because it implies this, you know, we got to build the house back up. It's going to take yeah. years to build that. It doesn't. It's football. It's year to year, but it all goes into your expenditures, and you know, when you football is sports across the board, Phil, are like this, but football to me is the poster child. Loyalty to athletes of like, I love that guy is craziness. It's craziness. Don't fall in love with the players, fall in love with what they can get you. You know, Harrison, the, the, the team, like it's yeah, about the, the team, team. Yeah. right? But, but you know, like Harrison Smith, got to bring him back. You got to bring him back. You got to bring him back. Well, he started to decline. You shouldn't bring him back now. And he you cost $20 million. Dollars. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, Kirk Cousins. Okay, Kirk Cousins is stability. He is the definition of stability, and that's what he is. But that being said, is he the guy to lead you to a championship? Because believe me, you can pop up and win one, but it's all in how you fill out your roster. It's all in how you go about this. And I'm with you. You know what? I ain't sitting here pounding my desk saying, Baker Mayfield, they, they should go get him. But I am saying... You should draft a quarterback. Well, if people want to clown. It's funny. There's people want to clown Baker Mayfield. You know, Baker Mayfield now has twice as many playoff wins as Kirk yeah. Cousins. Well, but this, that, the other excuse, 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 excuse. Dude, Baker Mayfield played for the Browns, yeah. the Browns, and won a won a playoff game. And he's playing for a rebuilding Buccaneers team post Tom Brady. Yeah, and won a playoff game. Yeah. So, dude, it's like if and and you brought up like C.J. Stroud because I always see this too. You know, you say, well, look at look at the Texans did with C.J. Stroud. Look what the Bills did with Josh Allen. And then you're going to get 100 responses back from people that say, well, yeah, but what about this bust of a quarterback, that bust of a well, quarterback? What about this, that? I don't want to hear about those, okay? Yeah, you might get one of those guys. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, C.J. Stroud. Well, those are the quarterbacks that you could – Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You can't get one of those guys if you don't take a swing. And the Carolina Panthers – from the owner on down appeared to, to be a hot mess, but Bryce Young is not a bust. We don't know that yet. Jordan Love, I mean, we called it seven games in. I believe the Packers were two and five. We're like, Buzz. Jordan Love's not, yeah, he's not. Guess what? He looks great now. So, like, Baker Mayfield, not a bust. Yeah. Not a bust. No, no, he's not a bust. Um, now, I, I think the problem is if you're the top pick in a draft, the pressure put on, on you of, you know, well, you should immediately ascend to Canton and go into the Pro Football Hall of Fame brings up a ridiculous uh, issue of being that top pick. But yeah. yeah, that that's the thing about this is you don't know and you don't know until you actually make the pick. And I will go back to what I keep saying. If you don't trust the people that run your franchise to make those picks, then they shouldn't run the franchise. Yeah. And if you and if you watched football this last weekend 
and you run an NFL front office, if you're Quasi or if you're the Wilfs and you're the owners, if you watched everything that happened this weekend with Jordan Love and C.J. Stroud and Baker Mayfield down there on a discount for Tampa Bay and Josh Allen and what he's done the last five or six years and Patrick Mahomes, and if you watched all of that and say, you know what, let's dump another $80 million into Kirk Cousins, then you aren't serious about being a Super Bowl contender. I'm sorry. You've dumped $200 million into Kirk Cousins' right arm over six years, and you have one playoff win to show for it. You're Why continue to dump $40 million chunks into it? You're not prioritizing appropriately, in, in my uh, opinion, too. And and if you think that the need to win because of the, the fact that you got four-year contracts, which, you know, in this business, that's what Quasi and O'Connell got, is not th that long, then you've got a problem there as well. Like, you need to prioritize what's going to – and the thing with Kirk, it's such a natural endpoint. He's 36. He's going to be 36. His Achilles tore. Look at the quarterbacks. And I'm not saying that they have to run. They don't all have to run. But look at some of these QBs left, what they can do movement-wise. And now you're asking a formerly immobile Kirk Cousins with a new Achilles tendon to come out. And, you know, like there's yeah. just – this is just such a natural – this debate – Two years ago, I think drove me crazy, but I could get the debate, right? Like I got, okay, he's good. He's blah, 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 blah. But now it's just a natural endpoint. It's a natural endpoint, and it is time to build out your roster some more. And I'm sorry, Phil, but the thing that keeps coming back to me is you know, every team is going to have guys get hurt. There's no question about it. We can bitch and moan about the Vikings. Any team can bitch and moan. Quarterbacks were lost left and right, all right? But the most important thing is when guys do get hurt, who steps in? And the Vikings were woefully short there. That's where they were woefully short. Be because with the 51 positions that eat up cap room, you can't just be like, okay, <laughs> the 51 ain't that great, but the top seven, but that's they're right. all, you know. Right, but you're but you're hitting on, like, it is a team game. And mm -hmm. and because I think the comeback when we start getting into these like anti Kirk discussions, like, well, wait a second, he's because he is a really good player. This is where there's nuance. He is a really good quarterback, but he's not good enough to make up for the roster deficiencies that are created by his contract. And we've had that episode a hundred times in the last five years. But that's where it's like when you like I last night on Twitter, of course, I couldn't resist updating the uh, quarterback playoff wins standings. And I told the audience that Trent Dilfer had five. And of course, he rode one of the greatest defenses in NFL history. I understand that for right. four of them. Jake DeLome, five playoff wins. Brad Johnson had four playoff wins. Yeah. Uh, Jared Goff, three now after. There's some controversy. He, I think he should have four, but there's like, did a, a backup got credit for one of the wins when he was with the Rams? So he either has three or four. Baker Mayfield now has two. Brock Purdy, who was the last pick two drafts ago, has two. Uh, TJ Yates has a playoff win. Tim Tebow, Brock Osweiler, et cetera, et cetera. Kirk has one. And um, and people pointed out, well, okay, it's a team game. Obviously, that's why Trent Dilfer. And yes, like football is a team that's game. The so, point. so if you think football is a team game and you are correct, then why would you advocate for one player on a team of 53 right. players? making 15% right. of the salary cap when he can't make up for the deficiencies caused by his contract. It is a team game. So stop right. pining for him to make another $40 million well, to, to guarantee that your team wins nine games. And as we discussed on the earlier episode of PD about the potential of would you trade Justin Jefferson and what would that trade look like, 
okay, if you say, but you know what? I can't let go of Kirk. I can't let go of Kirk. Then I'm going to tell you flat out, you got to let go of somebody. Can't keep everybody. So like, if you're like, I am married to Kirk Cousins, I will take him to his, his last breath as an NFL player. Then I'm going to tell you, you're going to have to get rid of some players that you like. And, and if you're cool with, yeah. Well, and if you're cool with potentially trading Jefferson, you know yeah. what? Let's let's trade Jefferson. Let's get capital. Let's allow Justin Jefferson to do the things that we can't do because we're tied into X, Y, and Z. It, it's a broader discussion than Kirk, but it involves decisions. That's I think that's what fans lose, or I think that's what fans and us lose sight of. It, inv- it involves decisions. You have to make decisions. That's what the salary cap does. That's its whole purpose. Like it's a competitive playing field, right? Because this is not 1990 where you could just be like, hey, pay him, pay him, pay him, pay him. And then you got a few teams that are just going, you know, to the wall to win. So my question is, and it, it can be, you, you can answer it in the comments. If you are married to Kirk Cousins, perhaps you are. Who goes? What do you do? You cannot keep everybody. I will tell you that. Yeah. And and as you just said, it, <laughs> imagine Brian Flores, who is, almost certainly is going to be back walking into the defensive room for first day of training camp next year and saying, all right, guys. Okay, guys. Um, it's Patrick Jones, the second. Yeah. And Daniel uh... Hunter's no longer here, guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, how yeah. many, how much can he make up for that? He already did a fantastic job. And I think the answer is he can't, you can't at some point in time, it gets to be too much. Yeah. Uh, I want one more thing that you learned this weekend in a second here after we say, uh, say hello to our friends at Nutrisource, the official dog and oh. pet food of Score North and Purple Daily. Yeah, this is what Maya Mackie's going to look like here. Slow-mo. In about 10 or 15 minutes here. Yeah, look this at is, that. Look yeah, at the air is, she's getting. This is not slow motion. This is how she actually, uh, she's like she's like Michael Jordan in the late 80s. So is she like a power positive. forward or what? Definitely a point guard. Definitely like a Muggsy Bogues. Kind of a situation. She's pretty her. tall for a point guard. Yeah. Two guard? Like, I think Stella's uh, a She's a combo guard. guard. She's a, t- a combo A combo. Guard. Oh, man. Yeah. Unicorn. Stella's a... And I, don't, I can't find the Stella thing here because I don't know how to fly this plane. But, uh, yeah, Stella's also a Nutrisource yeah. girl, too. Oh, great. she loves... Uh, yeah, and guess what? Not just uh, not just breakfast and dinner, but also her snacks. She's going outside in this freezing cold right now. I think she's crazy, but she's doing it because when she gets inside, she knows she's going to warm up in front of the fire with an uh, enjoyable Nutrisource uh, treat. So make sure that your dog is a Nutrisource dog, too. Yeah, Nutrisource chicken and rice for Maya. NutrisourcePetFoods.com, where you can find a Nutrisource retailer like a Chuck and Don's or uh, a local retailer near you. Also, so Ballard's Resort, especially like right now, you're thinking, why do I live in Minnesota or in a cold state near Minnesota? Uh, you're starting to think about summer and 80 degrees, 90 degrees. Well, Ballard's Resort is a great fishing getaway spot for this summer, right on Lake of the Woods, which Lake of the Woods, by the way, is uh, is the walleye capital of the world. And so you can enjoy the fresh Lake of the Woods air while maybe getting out with a U.S. Coast Guard licensed fishing guide and wow. catch yourself uh, one of those 10-pound walleye that are flopping around in that lake. But dates fill up fast, so book your dates now. That's why we're talking about this in January for a reason, because dates fill up fast. Go to BallardsResort.com to book your summer fishing getaway. BallardsResort.com. Okay, give me give you one more thing you learned. I'll give you one watching. more thing. Okay. I'll give you one more thing. And, and I think that Vikings fans are going to like this one. I have become very concerned about the way the Lions play 
on defense. Um, I withheld judgment on the Kirby Joseph hit on on, uh, on um, Hawkinson because I understand it's a difficult game. You can't hit high because you'll get penalized, so you hit low. Uh, so I gave him some grace there. I'm like, oh, you know, it's, yeah. it doesn't look great, but I'll I'll spot him that one. Um, but then he followed up w- with the hit on Tyler Higby of the Rams, a tight end as well, with a hit that was just, I mean, same type of thing, just knee hunting, which I absolutely well, hate. When your Aiden, head coach gets up at the podium I know. Uh, first year and talks Aiden about Hutchinson biting Hutchinson accidentally stepped on Stafford. Uh, it was very endemic and sue. I mean, I'm sorry, but I've seen a ton of action like that. And you don't often see a quarterback just get arbitrarily stepped on a lot. I'm becoming concerned. And if I am the Vikings or any other team that plays them next year, I'm going to the refs before the game and saying, keep an eye on some of this stuff. Um, After the Higby hit too, and I don't know what they're going to do because they're also trying to get rid of what that hip tackle where you throw the guy down and guys are being hurt, Phil, and you got that low hit and you can't hit high. I understand it's difficult. But those Kirby Joseph hits, like those are ACLs, and it's so hard, man. Like I know, but but it's bothering me. Uh, my only point is, I am now leery of. I don't like when quarterbacks get stepped on. I I almost don't care if they get hit, but they get stepped on. That hit, I feel like you can tackle with a different form than taking guys' legs out at the knees. Yeah, I think on That's one hand. Yeah, I get it. I a lot of Vikings fans are upset about the Kirby. I mean, now that now that it's and he's like a second year player too, so uh, he's going to be around for a while. Yeah, and I think he's a nice safety, but but like you're asking these defensive players, the first and foremost rule is you cannot target to the helmet, or you're going to get potentially ejected. Right. It's right. That's the number one thing for concussion purposes. CTE. You can't. So it's been emphasized over ten years. You can't go high. You can't go high. Okay, so I know that I can't go high. This is a playoff game. We've got money on the line. We've got oh, yeah. a trip to the next round on the line. And it's a close game. And that dude is ready to bust a 20, 30-yard gain off into field goal range or whatever it is. And, like, I need to tackle him or we might. You're thinking to yourself, I need to tackle him or we might right. lose the game. And I know I can't go high. And it's really hard to just precisely go middle every time. And, by the way, if you go middle... You know, if you if you try to tackle a 225, 240 pound player at their core, those guys are strong. Like you might bounce off of him, but if I can clip his legs, he's probably going to be probably going to be tackled. Yeah. So it's we can sit here on our couches and be like, "That's dirty. That's this or that, the other." But those guys have a job to do, and they're already being told you can't go in this area. Well, it's, it's so I, tough. I don't disagree with you, but I think my concern comes from what you said, which is the. Biting off kneecaps might have been more than a cute press conference thing. Yeah, it it feels like they it feels like they play with an edge. I don't mind an edge, but I I do not like when it borders on or becomes dirty. And as a fan, and I don't care if it's a Viking or not, I don't want key players being hurt. You know? Yeah, I don't either. So I definitely don't. Yeah, it's, it's so just, I'm just it's saying so hard to police it because it's like, what are you gonna? Yeah. Say? What's the rule gonna be? You can't go at a guy's knees, so you. I, I can't in the open field. I well, can't tackle a guy's knees, or I can't tackle a guy's head. Like we're okay. I can't yeah. horse collar him. So I what do if, I do? I grab his hips every time. Yeah, well, and they're trying to get rid of that because guys get get hurt th- that way. I don't want to turn it into 
flag football. I feel like Joseph's technique, though, might be a little bit different than a lot of guys when it comes to his tackling. Yeah, I get it. Helmet, helmet to knee. It's it's. I tough. mean, two ACLs of two really good players is too bad. Yep. All right, there's your bonus episode of Purple Daily here. A lot of ranting on this episode, I feel like. It was good stuff. Yelling. So, yeah, good let stuff. us know in the YouTube comment section what your thoughts are. If you hate everything we just said, let us know as well, and we'll probably get to it on Feedback Friday. Uh, he's Judd. I'm Phil, and this is Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment.